0: All right. I love people who take risks. You know that. I love people who take a leap of faith. Today's guest is certainly an example of somebody who has done that. Elizabeth Karen. You're going to get to know her real well over the next 45 minutes. She's got a great story. Uh, She. Was a librarian, had a nice, safe job, government job, pension, and nice, steady, secure life, and uh, had a bigger goal, had a bigger dream. She took a big leap of faith about nine years ago and did what she has always wanted to do and what her dad also talked about, Doing and she opened up her own travel agency. So many people have looked and said, wow, that's a business that's really probably struggled. She has taken that and built it into a huge business. Over the course of the last nine years, she grew it to 14. agents underneath of her so you're going to hear a lot about her why behind you know how she's gotten the success she's gotten as well as some really cool stories around leadership uh, overcoming some of the obstacles building a team drawing in people influencing people all kinds of good stuff and plus she's a roller derby fan roller derby i love it that's a sport you don't hear enough about so anyways here's elizabeth karen enjoy have fun all right. Welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I am John Laredo, your host, and I am here with Elizabeth Karen. It is great to have you here. Thank you. It. It's great
1: to be here. Yeah, appreciate this
0: it. is actually our only our second live studio guest. Yay. You are in our history of almost 100 episodes. So. Excellent. Pretty cool. I'm Excellent. used to doing these on Zoom, so it's kind of fun to do it in person. It
1: is. I've been on Zoom a lot myself, so yeah. I appreciate it.
0: We're all getting used to staring into a computer yes. screen all day, right? Yes, so. indeed. So, well, I've been excited to have you as a guest uh, because in the theme of this, we're talking about leading yourself and leading other people. You've done both. I mean, you've had a really cool background. I'd love to have you share a little bit about that. Um, you own and run a very successful travel agency Um, and have built that I know over a number of years. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you started as a librarian. So tell us a little bit about that. Tell us Start with that and then we'll kind of ease into. And thanks for calling me
1: cool because librarians and travel agents don't usually get that. So (laughs) um, yeah, I was a librarian for about 20 years. I started in a small publishing company. So mostly corporate libraries, which is not what most people think of, but I'm doing research and um, various uh, sort of more business related librarian kind of stuff. Um, I did move into public libraries after about 12 years in special libraries um and then um Decided to follow my lifelong dream. So, from the time that I was eight years old, I wanted to be a travel agent. My father had mentioned doing it after he retired, and I sort of decided I was going to do that with him. And as I have no idea if he wanted me to do that with him, we never had that conversation, <laughs> but I had decided that. And um, as, as years went by, you know, I got a degree, a college degree, and I looked at travel agent jobs, and they don't pay very well, especially when you do salary. Um, it's a sales job. So, if there's not a commission involved, it can be very, very fixed. Um, and it just didn't seem like where I was supposed to be at the time. And then um, I got my master's degree in library science. And I, I at that point, I had a master's degree. Every time I changed jobs, I would look at being a travel agent again. And every mm-hmm. time I, you know, no, I have this degree, I need to use it. No, it's not enough money. No, it's... And after um, I turned 40, I said, yep, yeah, you know what? <laughs> That's still what I want to do. It's been, you know, more than... 30 years wanting to do this and I need to try it. So the stars sort of lined up. My dad was long gone. That was no longer sort of his dream, he was, he was gone. So, um, so we, I decided, I actually took a trip to Hong Kong to see my sister who was living there at the time. And we went to mainland China and we went to the Great Wall but she took us out to this part of the Great Wall that has not been touched in like 600 years. So on private land, we hiked about two miles of the Great Wall. This is like rubble, basically. It's still standing, but it's not the the pretty postcard pictures that you see from just outside of Beijing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was outside of the smog. It was, you know, that's part of the reason we did it. But um, standing on something that was still standing after 600 years of nobody touching it yeah. sort of makes you realize that you probably aren't doing all you can you know that there, i had, I wasn't building anything that would last, so as noble yeah. as librarianship is, and I do feel that it is um i that was where I said, you know, I want other people to see this, I want people to go halfway around the world and see something that somebody built six hundred years ago, and wow, so you know that was and, kind of the trigger, yeah it. it was it was definitely you know there everybody has that moment that where they're like. This is really worth it. You know, is it worth it? Is it worth it? This is really worth it. And so that was my moment. And when I when we got home, I had applied for a travel agent job. I was still waiting to hear about that. And um, my husband got a promotion and a raise. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it let's just do it. And he said, absolutely, go ahead. So yeah, so just amazing. The stars lined up. That's Mm -hmm. terrific.
0: Well, sometimes, you know, I've always been a big believer. Sometimes there there are signs out there. You were meant to be standing, you know, at Mm -hmm. that wall and have that trigger. And your whole life has changed. You've changed other people's lives Mm -hmm. as a result of that. I'm always fascinated when you kind of connect the dots looking back. I want to talk a lot about the transition because that's a big leap to go into something. and, And people are there's millions of people that have a dream and they never take action on it. So I want to talk about that. but out of curiosity, when you were eight years old, your dad brought it up, but what, what was it about being a travel agent that excited you at that point?
1: I think there was a, it was a combination. The idea of travel, we hadn't traveled very much. I had been to Walt Disney World and we'd done our beach trips as a family. We hadn't really traveled much, but my father traveled all the time. He, were, he was a chemist um, and he worked for a Swiss company and he went to Switzerland twice a year. So he would bring home cuckoo clocks and chocolate and talk about raclette and talk about the Alps. And so I got these pictures and he also had that wonderful habit that dads have of showing their slides from their vacations. So I sat through many slideshows. And and he had been through, uh, he had been to Russia. I mean, he had done quite a bit of traveling, um, which was extraordinary for that time. So my mother had traveled quite a bit as well. She'd been to Japan. I mean, places that people hadn't been really, you know, in the seventies and eighties when, which is what I'm talking about. And so um, the idea was there and then doing something with my dad seemed exciting. And then the idea of, um, Doing of, of working and travel, I think just like mm-hmm. that that resonated. I think whenever you find your purpose, there's just a little thing that makes you warm inside, and yeah. and it, it makes you happy to think about. Yeah. And I think I've tried to live that. By traveling rather than being a travel agent, which yeah. is not a bad thing to do, is great life experience. But um, I always found that warmth from that. So yeah. I, it's kind of a fuzzy way to explain it. But yeah,
0: yeah. no, I yeah. can understand that totally. I mean, and it's you can't. Sometimes you can't explain it. What just excites you and, mm-hmm. and gives you that passion, and you want to do more and more of it. It's almost like you get bit by that bug. Yep. So you you took the leap, and a, a, that was the the moment. Standing at the wall, you come back. You then decide with your husband, OK, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start this. So it was literally starting it from scratch.
1: Yep. I quit my government job, pension, everything, wow. the po- possibility of a pension. Um, so I jumped out of a perfectly good airplane. And yeah. um, so I did a little bit of research, which doesn't seem too surprising for a librarian. And um, I had friends who were in the travel industry. And I just sort of had I made that decision to, to, um, to take a full leap. So I quit my job, put in my notice And started, you know, my LLC, found my company name, bought my domain name. Yeah, started that.
0: Were you scared?
1: Yeah. And it was funny because I was leading a team at the library. So um, I told them. And th- there was this moment of silence, and um, I and I like to think that my team liked me at the library, and they didn't really want me to go. We were in a time of transition in the libraries; we had a new administrator, right. and so there was a lot of change happening. And they really were looking to me to help them through that, and I was sort of abandoning them. But one of them finally said, "You know, you've never done this before. You are you going to be able to do this?" and um, and In a way, it was a little doubter, but it was also very nice that they were worried about me because I'd had that same worry myself. But in the end, we can do anything we set our minds to, right? And Mm. I I had 20 years life experience in libraries. I had some idea of how to run a business and how to, you know, I've been doing business research for part of my career. So I had the knowledge. I just hadn't necessarily applied it to this new way of doing things. So,
0: yeah. Well, it's interesting because I see a lot of uh, business owners and you know, they, they do the research, they've maybe gotten an MBA, they understand the concepts of business and business acumen, but then they get out there and they try and do it. And it's a whole different experience. It's like, wow, OK, because there's a lot to running, lots of building a business mm-hmm. and running a business that is not something you learn from books, mm-hmm. you know, and I know you've experienced that and, and we'll talk maybe a little bit about that. But so what was the first year like when you started this?
1: Um, it was it w- it was interesting it was slow um but that's normal because it's a sales job money doesn't start flowing in right away you're you're selling and then you you earn commission so just like a realtor you're basically you know you can list that house but you're not going to see a cent until that house actually sells and that's mm-hmm. when your payday comes so those first 6 months my first paycheck was a dollar 88 from a rental car that i sold you know it was yeah. really um really slow but i was having so much fun that the word was spreading. I was getting referrals from people who had never booked travel with me because I was brand new, but trusted me from knowing me from before. So that whole like networking thing, that is not a joke. Networking is everything to me. It's done. It's really built everything for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had a friend at the time who was very interested in joining me as a travel agent. She told me right away when I actually asked her to help me choose my company name, I had a small group of girlfriends and I put this out to them. I was like, if I did this would you use me as a travel agent? And what do you think my company should be called? So she was in that first group and she said, this is great. When can I start? And I said, well, it's just me. I mean, this is a big risk and I don't want to drag anybody down with me. And, you know, it's, it's, I still don't know what I'm doing. Nobody wants to follow somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. She was like, well, I actually kind of do. And so she kept sort of poking at me. And after about eight months, I said, if you can find me one other person who's interested in doing this so that I have two people to work with at the same time, instead of, you know, investing all that time, one person at a time, who's also willing to join someone who has no one, no idea what they're doing, um, then let's do it. She said great and she brought me her friend Amy um, wow. and and Amy and Sandy, these two have been with me ever since then. So in that first year I added I actually added two more independent contractors right after that. so I had four by the end of my first year. Wow. I had never imagined that that would happen. So
0: that wasn't part of your plan when you started. It really.
1: was a like a five ten year plan, yeah, maybe certainly not a one- year plan. five months Yeah, five <laughs> months. and and it's one of those things too where I could have said I could have kept saying no, but eventually, Mm-hmm. It's not a bad idea, right? You want to yeah. build a team. You want more people on your side. You want to yeah. get your name out there. Yeah. So, with that sort of persistence, I felt like this is this could be a good thing, and it's worth taking the risk.
0: Well, and it's going to make you feel good. I mean that that to me, there's a lot of great leadership lessons in that. Where you know, when when you are a great leader and you have respect and people's trust, and they know you have their best interests, and they trust your 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 the way you think about things and your decision making. Then they're going to follow you. So here's a great example where, you know, they was it was almost like the Jerry Maguire movie. Mm -hmm. Almost that's what comes to mind Mm -hmm. Uh, where, you know, there's not so much risk. There's a lot of unknown. But, you know, they trusted you enough to say, okay, we're going to take that leap with you. I mean, that says a lot. What do you think goes into that? I mean, what are some of the ingredients that you look at? That, that causes somebody to have that much followership?
1: I've actually asked people sometimes because it's mystified me. I think it's transparency and honesty. And that, I think, classically wasn't something that you were taught a good leader would have, um, but that shifted over time. And to me, that has been so key. Do I tell everybody everything? No. But when I had that conversation with Sandy, um, I said, I don't know what I'm doing if you want to jump on this train, that's fine. Just know that I'm not exactly sure where we're going. And if you're okay with that, I'm okay with that. And so whenever she would ask me a question, you know, it's easier to say, I actually have no clue. (laughs) I don't know how to answer this, but let's find out together. And so it almost felt like we were building it together. They've never felt like it was their baby the way that I feel like it's my baby, but it gave them a great deal of ownership. And because they're independent contractors, not employees, that's super important because they're, you know, they really are latching on to my horse. They're not, you know, mm-hmm. they could go do this with any other travel agency out there. Mm-hmm. So they're choosing me. And um, so, yeah, I think that honesty and the and the passion, that passion always shows. And, yeah. and no matter what I do to try and hold it back, people always see how much I love what I do. Yeah. And that is infectious. That's
0: great. And well, I, I look for people just like that. Yeah, yeah thank absolutely. you. <laughs> you know, you yeah. light up when you're talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, and I agree 100 percent transparency. You know, I talk so much about that and there's so many leaders that try to be somebody that they're not uh and and not their authentic self and they're also part of that is they're trying to come up with answers they don't have or pretend i you know now and somebody may be listening to this in the future but we're in the middle of a pandemic Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of unknowns i think a lot of leaders has have responded by less communication because they don't know the answers of what's going to happen next and this and that and in reality it's okay for a leader to say like you said hey, I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is risky. Yes. Mm -hmm. But here's what I know. Here's what I do know. And here's what this is going to look like. Um, So I I admire that a lot. And I think you're absolutely right. So what uh, First of all, who came up with the name? You said you could so, kind involve of involved them in that process. So I
1: was a librarian, um, and Outlander is a very popular book series, now a very popular TV series, which did me several favors, for sure. It also hid me down at the bottom of a lot of Google searches, unfortunately, but oh, yeah. at least the name sparks um, some, yeah. some interest. And so one of my girlfriends, not Sandy, as a matter of fact, but one of my best clients and my very first corporate client, um, suggested Outlander because of The Stranger in a Strange Land, but also tying back to my my time in, in public libraries and in reader's advisory. Mm. Um, and I, I haven't actually read all of the books. I hate to actually say that out loud, but <laughs> I've read two of them and um, they're fantastic. They're super long. Mm. Um, and I don't watch television very much either. So I haven't seen the whole series, but I know the um, general, to me, it was that the name spoke to me and said, that's sort of where I want to be. I want people to go out and be somewhere else and then yeah. come back, maybe not time traveling, but, you yeah. know, um, that would be cool too.
0: Well, you That's, keep going, yeah, and uh, you know the TV show will be second on the Google mm-hmm. search, and you're number one, right? <laughs> Hopefully, will <laughs> say, sure. "Oh, there's a TV show. I thought yeah. it was just a travel
1: <laughs> That's what I thought Outlander was." <laughs> Dreams, dream big. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, so what happens next? I mean, now you're coming. To, you've, I'm assuming in the first year you've got uh, Sandy and Amy, and you're starting to build a little momentum. Is that right? I mean, was it smooth sailing from there? Was it rocky roads? I mean, what kind of happened?
1: Yeah, I do think it was kind of smooth. sailing. Sailing. We also, um, you know, there, there's always a little bit of luck and in timing involved with anything. And I actually chose to quit my job and start my agency the same time that the New York Times came out with an article that was pretty widely read about how the travel agent is coming back, that people are turning away from the internet because they're getting burned. You know, Expedia, there's nobody to, to call and talk to if something goes wrong. Um, and, and if you want anything sort of bespoke, if you want a, you know, a very specific, if you want to make a specific kind of pasta in Italy, it's kind of hard to find that it's sort of a needle in a haystack. Mm. And if you do find it, how confident are you that you're not going to get taken for a ride when you get there? Like, is this because it's such a tiny little thing? Is this just, you know, some fly by night person that it's going to be terrible. So you want somebody who can vet those things who has connections in the industry. Um, And so especially for luxury travelers, but really all travelers were starting to realize that um, having a person, you can do that. You can do your research on the internet. You can decide where you want to go, maybe even decide some of the things you want to do, but then by bringing that to a travel agent and letting them curate it and advise and, you know, sort of put things in order and put it all together for you, saves you a bunch of time. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you get to do the fun part of the research and then you don't, you get to, don't have to do the boring part of the booking and the putting it together. And then you have the, the fun part of the rest of the planning, the anticipation and the going on the vacation yeah.
0: and less stress I and would a lot Just less go, stress. Yeah. yeah. and, and wrong, in a busy,
1: so world that time you know time is money and that time is just mm-hmm. so much wealth better spent with your loved ones rather than planning this vacation for your loved ones yeah. so um and and most travel agents don't charge a fee or it's a very minimal fee yeah. so it's a truly a commission-based business so um there's no benefit so it's not to a booking. different
0: right. so so i think that's a misconception i think mm-hmm. people and i'll be very honest with you i've had that misconception mm-hmm. i'm like okay well It's cheaper if I do all the online stuff. But in reality, I'm getting less service. I have more stress. I'm probably getting less of an experience because I don't know what I'm doing or Mm -hmm. the place I want to go. And I'm not saving money really. It's not that much, or any of the difference. Yeah, that's In a that's end. a big eye opener for me. Yeah, and probably for other people that are Yeah,
1: and back. a lot of people do ask me right off when we start working. You know how how do you make money? And then there's that fear of oh well you're going to sell me more than I need because you're, you want to make more money. Yeah. But it's a relationship business too because we all you know I love the people who travel a lot. Mm-hmm. I want to be their guide through their lifetime of travel. So yeah. hey, here's what you liked about when you went to Norway last year. Maybe. This year we'll do something totally different and go to you know Morocco. Yeah. But I know what you liked about Norway, so I know what you'll like in Morocco, and then we can maybe branch out and do something else. And so I love sort of that lifetime relationship. Yeah. So I don't want to burn you at the beginning because right. then you'll not come back. I want right. you to come back again and again and again.
0: So it must be really cool. You almost get to live vicariously through them, right? I do, do you yes. love to get like hear how? Do you talk to them on the trip, or is it afterwards? You are like, hey, how was it? Was it incredible? I,
1: I try not to talk to them on the trip because yeah. that means everything's going great. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and, um, right. yeah Yes. every now and then I'll get a message, a text that, you know, having a great time, I will get problems every once in a while that I have to fix. Yeah. Um, but um, I get the postcards afterwards. Sometimes I get the thank you notes and then really the returns and the, the referrals oh, yeah. are, it's just, it's mad. It really is magical because you've helped, you know, that you've played a part in something that's really important to people. Oh, yeah. um, it's, you know, being a doctor may be the only other thing where I think, you know, you're playing such a role in, you know bringing people into the life or saving lives, I'm actually giving you these memories that that carry you through in dark times. And right now, as, as we're recording this, we're in a really dark time. And this mm-hmm. year was mentally very difficult for travel agents because yeah. all of those dreams that we dreamed with everybody to yeah, build, right. we ripped them apart for them. You know, yeah. I, t- I had graduation trips to Europe for people who had been waiting all year, I mean, all their lives to take their kids after high school to Europe. People mm. who were art majors, people who were history majors, you know, going into college and they wanted to give them this experience, Italy, France. And mm. we built these amazing itineraries for them. And then we just had to tear them apart. Oh, wow. And it was, it's, heartbreaking. it's heartbreaking.
0: I can't imagine. Yeah. You've got the ups and you've got the downs. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. Look, I want to talk about that, too. But I'm curious to know, what's the coolest trip that you've planned? Is
1: there one that sticks out? Uh, ooh, 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 ooh. Um, that's tricky. So... I've planned some. I planned uh, for um, some friends to go to the races in on the Isle of Man, which I can't. The T T is it T T T whatever. So I'm not a big sports person, but that was really fun to do because it was different from what I do. Um, Let's see, I've pl- I'm have i working on uh, an Asia trip for an older couple. They're doing their bucket list. So we're going one by one through their bucket list. Yeah. And they're going to do a guided tour. So I'm working on that right now. I'm trying to think of one. Gosh, it seems like so long ago that I got to actually plan trips yeah. that people went on. Um, but I've sent people to Africa. Um, I, I did a great uh, Antarctica trip for somebody. Wow, so yeah, amazing. really, yeah, really fun.
0: I think that I've, that's, and I'd love to pick your brain, you know, off air about trips because I love to Mm -hmm. think about, you know, planning the next one. And that's kind of cool to be able to think through, okay what are all the possibilities? Because you don't know what you don't know. I mean, I don't know. I've been I know the places I've been to. I've Mm -hmm. heard a few places that are on my bucket list. But, you know, you have this vast expanse of knowledge and experience between you and your team. So it's like, hey, have you thought about this or this? I would imagine it's you're giving people ideas that they never would have thought.
1: Yeah. We connect the dots a lot.
0: Yeah. What's the is there a is, is there a certain type of trip that people should come to you for like, is it a week long? Or I mean, you know, plan the small little weekend getaway type of things. Yeah. It's more like- I
1: mean, we do weekend getaways, but that's not where we really thrive yeah. and yeah. excel for you. It is definitely the longer trips, the, the bucket list trips. Yeah. Uh, but even, you know, people book cruises with us. And that's something that people think, oh, that's super easy. I'll just book it online. It's a few clicks and I book direct. But for the same reasons, you know, you have somebody on our team, I think between the, the 11 of us, we've probably been on Two hundred cruises, so that wealth of knowledge about sort of the process, and even now as things will change, um, you know we know what it was like before. We know how it might it's going to have to change, so we can actually anticipate some of those changes. Mm, Um, So yeah, that sort of that wealth of knowledge. Walt Disney World's another one; they make it very easy for you to point and click and book your vacation, but then there's all these elements Mm. underneath where you can really have a bad time if you show up without having prepared.
0: Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just not knowing what to not look know, for. Yeah. Not, not understanding the little
1: technology, not understanding the how yeah. the lines work and how the yeah. tickets work. And yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a totally different yep. experience, I'm yep. sure. Absolutely. So you, you've grown. And, and what was the year that you started in?
1: 2012.
0: Okay. So yeah. and during that period of time, so the, over the last eight years, you've had some really good, strong, steady growth. Yes. How did you do that? How did you because I've talked to business owners in all different industries and, you know, a lot of times it's like this and it's cyclical mm-hmm. and they, they do real well. And then there's a period of time of two or three years where they're really struggling, barely to survive. You know, talk talk through that process. And what what did you do to continue to grow?
1: Yeah, I think uh, we kept building our training and our reputation. And in doing that, we built referrals. Our business is 100% referral. I think I can safely say that each independent contractor is allowed to advertise and we do advertise here and there might sponsor a school event or something like that. We don't get a lot of leads from that. What Mm. we get are is word of mouth. So honestly, it's a multiplication problem. You know, Mm. if you had um, four agents, the first year you have eight agents, the second year, those four agents built a book of business. Now that your next four come in that it just builds this um, sort of, power so the brand has carried us pretty far i get a lot of requests on our website where they remember they heard of us somewhere but they don't remember which agent they were referred to Mm. Um, that tells me that that's how we're growing and i know it doesn't seem like a very fancy mba plan for growth but it it's cheap (laughs) and um and it works i mean because then the people who come to us are really ready to book a trip. They're not yeah. just kicking tires. They're not just, you know, thinking, well, maybe I'll try this, you know, well, if Judy told me that that Elizabeth is great, I'm gonna use Elizabeth to do this at least once to see how it goes. And mm-hmm. then my job is to deliver on that so that then Judy will want to continue to come back. Yeah. So yeah. that's
0: amazing. Do you ask for referrals or is yeah. it do you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I yeah do. A lot of most business owners don't. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think that is a big weakness. We do yeah. we do several things. And one thing that I uh, like to do is I send a handwritten thank you note after somebody books. It's important to me. I know they're excited. And in that note I say, by the way You know, if you want to refer somebody to me, that would mean a lot to me. And
0: it's amazing. There's so many business owners out there that don't realize that that will. And what's your opinion in terms of if you didn't ask? Granted, you'd get referrals. You know that. How many more do you get because you actually asked?
1: I don't know. I don't have hard numbers on it, but I do think that it's worth asking. (laughs) I I absolutely think it's worth asking because I think sometimes people just don't even think about it Um, and especially asking at those key points. So I always ask right after they book. So they're super excited because they've got this trip coming. Up and then yeah. I ask again in the letter that I send them right before they go. Yeah. They're super excited because they're gonna go. That's great. Yeah, and then the right way. Yeah. A lot of people will ask again when they get back. Did you have a great time? You know, yeah. we, we ask for a, a review at that point, but um uh-huh. but to me that it's all it's all relationship. And so treating yeah. others, treating my clients the way I would want to be treated if I were booking a trip with a travel agent yeah. um, does it. And I would not mind being asked for a referral. I understand it. I'm a small business. Yeah.
0: Right. So yeah. I feel the same way. And you know, there's a lot of very referrable business is out mm-hmm. there. And to your point, I mean, some people just don't know that that's how they can show their appreciation. Mm-hmm. They don't know. Sometimes there are some businesses they don't know you're bringing on clients. I've talked to accountants or uh, chiropractors or uh, financial advisors. They, they just don't know. So when you ask Then immediately it's like, okay yeah, sure. There's of course there's people that I can refer you to. And
1: I did at the beginning of 2020 sort of have a plan for phasing out, asking for referrals because I felt I had the business I could handle. Wow. But that's changed. Good
0: problem to have. Well, (laughs) that has changed. (laughs) So talk to us about what's happened this year, because obviously there's so many businesses and I've seen from my perspective with all different industries. There's some and it could be identical businesses, two identical travel agents, uh, agencies, one figured out some things and are thriving. Others are failing all kinds of different businesses. What's this year meant to you and what's happened?
1: So when it happened, I mean, I think that the unusual thing for this year for many businesses like my own is my business is failing through nothing that I did. There there was absolutely nothing I did or nothing I could have done. Literally, my business went away. It was taken Mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. Um, And everyone who canceled a trip, didn't want to cancel that trip. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there was no, there was nothing that I brought upon myself. So that makes it a little bit easier to have a positive mindset mm-hmm. with that, because, yep. you know, it, it's definitely, it's very easy to wake up in the morning and go, poor me, you know, what am I going to do? But at the same time, I also know that around November of last year, I was like, if I could just have two weeks where the phone didn't ring so that <laughs> I could fix some of these systems so that I could get, you know, get my life in order, I would be so grateful. Mm. Well. I had a few weeks yeah. where the phone didn't Fearful ring and real so real. when that started happening i was like well it's easy to be sad about this but at the same time i need to use this time so mm-hmm. we use the time as an agency to beef up on our training, to learn more about domestic, because we don't really book a lot of domestic. People generally don't come to us to book their national parks trips because mm-hmm. it's easy. Mm-hmm. But now they kind of want to use us for that because they don't know what to do. They don't know how it's going to work. And so we had to beef up our knowledge of domestic um, locations and mm-hmm. and people who sell those locations. Um, so we did a lot of that. I, I brought on new technology. We rolled out a new CRM uh, for the third time. I'm really surprised my team hasn't killed me, but I think this is the one. (laughs) And also a knowledge management system. We're using Notion to sort of capture everything. And for years, we've sort of been piecing things together um, and trying to, you know, I had Evernote and I would try to share it with people and half my team just didn't get it. So, I needed something that I could just push to them and they could easily click around in. And Notion fell in my lap this year. So, I spent a lot of time developing that. So, you know, creating, using the time to create, create systems and yeah. keep people thinking about the future. And, you know, we know travel is going to come back. So it's really yeah. now a matter of hanging on.
0: So and, and Notion is your CRM or is Notion that, no, is, no, it's no, a knowledge different. management system. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, we're using a travel focused CRM God, system. So. There are better ones out there for sure. That, but, you know, I've looked at Salesforce, but it's way too expensive for somebody like me. Mm-hmm. And the customization just takes forever. So at least this yeah. is already... mostly built for me, but notion is sort of, we get a lot of knowledge. I mean, you know, I just attend, I'm attending a 16 week training on Italy. When I finish it, I will know more about Italy than people in Italy know about Italy. Wow! It's section by section of Italy, Mm. the notes I'm taking, what am I going to do with those? You know? So notion is a way for us to put it into something where we can, each search it so that if everybody else isn't taking the Italy webinar, they can mm, catch up you. on yeah, it. Kind of so yeah, it's a, for a it. way for us to sort it's basically <laughs> an intranet, if you will, a wiki. Yeah. But um yeah, you. but we didn't have anything like that. I grew yeah. so fast. Yeah. I built, you know, my systems were for me. Yeah. And then I threw a couple people into the mix. I'm like, okay, here, try <laughs> this. You know, I didn't really yeah. have anything for them. So I used this year to build that. It's out.
0: interesting. I was talking to a group of leaders about this very concept that sometimes you get you're you're going so fast as a business owner. And you know the deal. I mean you get so much stuff coming at you, you forget you're working in the business so much, you forget to work on the Mm -hmm. business. And um, that's critical that, that business owners realize that and leaders realize that. And you, what you did was so smart because you had this forced period of, okay, downtime. And there are a lot of businesses, and I'm sure you know this too, that it was paralysis. Mm -hmm. They didn't know what to do. So they did nothing. Mm -hmm. They didn't invest in their own growth. They didn't invest in training. They didn't invest in getting the system set up, all the stuff that they needed to do. Mm -hmm. And you took that and you, you've used that as an opportunity. So you feel, I'm sure like you're much stronger now. I do yeah uh, at least the foundation and the everything that's set up now for the next phase of growth,
1: yeah, right? I do, and I think that when it comes back, it's going to come back hard. you know everybody's been holed up, and so the first thing people want to do is go travel, mm-hmm. and I know right that here. yeah, exactly I mean my I feel that myself, yeah. so I want to be ready to, for that onslaught, and um I do feel like I'm in a better position and i do I think you know when you look at numbers, I had fourteen um independent contractors when this started. Mm-hmm. I now have eleven. I feel pretty good about that. That's
0: really good. I mean, I feel pretty (laughs) good about that.
1: So so I'm doing something right. And that's sort of, you know, I don't even worry about what I'm doing right as much as just seeing that it's going well, that people are happy.
0: What advice do you have for people and and not just business owners or leaders, just people in general that are going through really tough times like this? Because this has tested everybody's mental and emotional fortitude, as well as financial well-being, health, everything. Their whole life has been changed and turned around. What advice would you give to them?
1: tap into the passion, find why you're doing it. And I know the why is, you know, you hear it all the time, but if you can tap into that passion, then you can find something to do that will move you forward, even when it doesn't look like you can move forward
0: Mm. because
1: you're, and you're being driven by that passion. You know, I was being driven by the phone ringing. Now, um, now I have to find something else, but as long as I'm tapping into my, my core why being ready for people to travel again, then i can keep going yeah i can keep right. going so that to me that's the whole thing right now is mindset you have mm-hmm. to find a way to wake up in the morning and mm-hmm. love what you're doing even yeah. if it's not exactly what you want to be doing all yeah. the time
0: and i think if people feel like you know in general they are growing and getting better it helps to weather the storms that are going on because mm-hmm. you know that you're preparing and you know when that calm calmness comes back and normalcy comes back you're going to be a stronger version of yourself
1: exactly or
0: your business will be a stronger version exactly. of itself
1: and yeah. in, in a way we've been given a gift it's a really terrible yeah. gift but at the same time we've been given that, that gift of time and we're spending time with each other in ways that we hadn't before right. and we're really realizing who's important and that it's important to spend time with those people because mm-hmm. it, you can't take for granted that you'll always be able to spend that time together absolutely and, and i do i I think that for me, that's part of what drives me too. I mentioned that my dad's already passed away. My mom has too. my, My family is very, very small now. A lot of my older generation has passed away. And so my sister and I are tight and we know that we need to spend time together. But I think a lot of people have big families who don't necessarily get that loss all the time mm. realize how important those trips are oh i gotta yeah. work i gotta work i gotta work no you need to go somewhere and spend time on yourself and on the people that you love yeah it's really important
0: so you think people look back on this and say wow you know there's a lot that i got from this mm-hmm. that i didn't even realize it i, I hope so and,
1: and i it's a terrible thing i don't mean to say that it's a blessing <laughs> mm-hmm. but but there's gifts and everything and and i can't think of another time that we would have a chance a year mm. to really self-reflect the way we've had right. you know? and we're
0: all going through it together you know, that's the that's the other thing. It's not there's no one that's not dealing with it in some respects. Yep. And I think the good thing in in to your point, we've done things that we wouldn't have done. We've taken chances in some cases we wouldn't have taken. We've had to pivot our lives in a different way. That's opened up different opportunities. We've built relationships or strengthened those. It's forced everybody out of their normal comfort zone. Exactly. I mean, literally. And and stepping outside your comfort zone is a great thing. And most people don't do it or don't do it enough now everybody's forced, been forced to
1: do it. Yep. And so now maybe is the time you can go hang gliding. You know, you've never been able to do that before. You yeah. had you had the fear. I think we've really learned to appreciate the opportunities that we have and to understand that they don't always come around again. Yeah. At least I've learned that for sure.
0: Yeah. So what's your vision of the business? What do you see five, ten years down the road?
1: Um, I would love to have. So at this point, I have the ICs, with the independent contractors. I have one employee part time. My goal by the end of this year was to have her be full time. Mm-hmm. That's obviously not. Happened, but I have managed to hold on to her. So um, I would like in 10 years to have a physical presence that more of a physical presence where people could come see us, not necessarily a storefront. Mm -hmm. Um, I have an office space, but it's not really built for visitors. It's more of a quiet place to go so that Mm -hmm. my dog isn't barking and um, two employees with basically an inside sales team um, so that we can really handle a lot more business Um, and then being able to really market more locations by traveling to them. And, um, you know, I'd love to have a video program. We've, we, we worked on our YouTube channel a little bit over this break, but it's, It's kind of hard. We can't go anywhere. So it it becomes very factual and very, you know, five tips for this or that that nobody can really use at this point. So Mm -hmm. um, so looking in the future, I do have one colleague in the business who has really thrived he had a YouTube channel that he'd already started and his business is still going strong. He's a record-breaking sales. Unfortunately, none of those trips have really been able to travel yet, but eventually that will pay off.
0: Yes. So
1: yeah. um, so I'm, I've also been networking during this time, talking to other agency owners and mm. other you know leaders in the industry, trying to figure out, what I can do better?
0: Yeah, that's yeah. critical. Yeah, and you have a podcast. I know
1: we have a podcast. Yeah. We've started that early on. We're we're over three hundred episodes now. Wow! Yeah, that's great. So we it's weekly. It's called Fly Away, um, and it's on all your normal podcast things. It sometimes it's hard to find if you do Fly Away Outlander Travel, it'll come up. Um, there's mm-hmm. a Fly Away as a song, and there's a lot oh, of um, other titles. But um, and we cover everything. We when we go to a destination, we talk about that. We bring in experts on destinations to talk to us. We had a couple of episodes that were fantastic with an airline pilot talking about what it's like to fly um as a pilot so anything that interests you about travel we've we've looked at gadgets i mean we sort of cover all the bases just because we love it so much
0: that's cool well you know what that's a great way if you can't travel to kind of live vicariously through Mm -hmm. these stories and listening to people like that and it's a good way for
1: us to learn from each other too there's about five of us that do the podcast so we all share our different experiences yeah
0: brings in a lot of perspective that's cool i was i was uh hearing one of the things uh that is happening people are are doing these cruises, or we're doing these cruises that are like year long, they retire or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. like that. They live on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. I mean, all kinds of unique ways that people are now traveling and combining their whole life with traveling. Uh, versus, you know, you know, going on a week trip, going on a year trip. So yep. is that type of stuff, things that you plan as well?
1: Yes, yes. We love to do that. And and booking a world cruise is like one of those goals for me. It's definitely yeah. something my target market is families. Um, so as my clientele gets older, I'll see more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and some of my bucket list clients, I definitely see doing that eventually. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even in this environment, um, one of the major cruise lines that do these around the world cruises just launched their 2022 itinerary. And mm-hmm. they had the best initial week that they've ever had. Wow! Because people really want to put hope on the calendar, and that's part of what we get to do is yeah, you know is plan for the future. Yeah. So
0: now, so you're booking things for how early next year?
1: Uh, I, I have people traveling in January. Do you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> right yeah. Over. Yeah. Hopefully. Okay. Um. But that's you know Hawaii, Disney World, places that we know are open right now. Yeah. Uh, Europe, we're still sort of keeping an eye on, but um, yeah. yeah. So, but we're booking into 2022. I mean, I just booked somebody for. 2022 yesterday so, wow
0: very yeah. cool well that's yeah. you get more time to look forward to it so i know one of your interesting little known facts is uh you're into roller derby right yeah is, my, tell us about that. my son <laughs> plays
1: actually so there is most people think of women's roller derby and that is definitely the meat and potatoes of the roller derby community but um my son has been playing roller derby since he was eight um there's the juniors yeah. actually are co-ed and they play um eight to 17-year-olds together. So I became a non-skating official to sort of support him. And mm-hmm. I've ended up working, you know, high-level women's and men's games as well. So um, I love it. It's, it's you know, statistics. I'm, I'm a nerd at heart. So, yeah. you know, timing, penalties, and things like that. But, but uh, roller derby is such a great inclusive sport. And these are real athletes. I mean, the skating is... I'm mm-hmm. also a big hockey fan. And to me, those two are, Combined, you know, yeah. yeah, just because you... You know, you're doing all the things you do in almost any other sport, except for now you're on something slippery or you're on yeah. wheels. Um,
0: so what is, how does the sport work? Because I don't know the sport that what, that well. Is it, it you're racing and you're like knocking yes, people over? Yeah. Stuff?
1: Oh, yeah. So you're, the point is to pass people. And yeah. so sometimes that involves knocking people over in order to achieve that goal. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing about roller derby is you're playing offense and defense at the same time. So both scorers are able to score at the same time. And those two, without getting into all the technical, you know, there's people trying to block them, but there's two people who score points and you score points by passing the oppose the opponent um, mm-hmm. you score a point as soon as you pass their hips so you do that however you can there's strategy there's you know ways to build walls to try and keep people back but at the same time that you're blocking the other scorer you have to help your scorer get through because the other team's blocking them ah, so you're right actually sure. and that's why it's so hard to watch at first when you don't mm-hmm. know what's going on you're like Mm. I don't really see what I, what I'm look what am I supposed to be watching? But you really do want to watch both scorers because either one of them can score points. And then there's more rules. I mean, we could, we could do a whole podcast on yeah, roller well, derby yeah. and they are, they're out there, but yeah, it's, it's actually a, it's a great sport.
0: That's pretty neat. Yeah. I've right. never had, I've never played it. I've never watched it yeah. other than seeing it, I think on TV before, Yeah, but it's a pretty popular sport, I guess. It is. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's, there's nothing right now. Um, roller derby yeah. is probably one of the most, uh um, covid careful sports out there they're not because there's no professionals so there's no there's no money on the line so they're just playing it very very safe yeah they've been lobbying you know for olympic um spots the olympics just don't seem to see it and it is international there's i mean some of the best roller derby players in the world are in australia and new zealand and england and it's everywhere Hmm. but um so far that it's been going unheard. So, yeah. Well, yeah. well,
0: we'll build the, hopefully maybe this podcast will get hopefully some yeah, we'll see. In, uh, doing it. I got, maybe I'll get my kids involved in it. <laughs> They would enjoy that. They'd enjoy knocking yeah. each other over and uh, uh, yeah, I'd be other, happy
1: so. to, to connect you for <laughs> help, sure.
0: Help them hurt each other. <laughs> so, uh, where can people, and this has been fantastic. I'd love to ask you sure. m- more questions. I know we're running a little bit short of time, but what, it, where, where can people, first of all, find out more about, uh, outlander travel, um, uh, and, uh, I'd love to, well, tell them that, and then I'm gonna ask you a couple follow-up questions just to share some okay. info. Uh,
1: so our website is outlandertravel.com. Um, you can email us at info at outlandertravel.com, and we can take care of you from there. That's sort of the generic one. If you just wanna to talk to any one of my agents, um, we'll sort you out. Um, we also have a Facebook, we have Facebook presence. All of my agents have individual Facebook presences. So Outlander Travel, just make sure you search for Outlander Travel and not Outlander Tours, because there are a lot of companies that do tours that are themed around the Outlander books. And that's not us. We can do that for you, but that's not all we do. So, outlandertravel.com, best place to go.
0: Okay, and what? And uh, they can find your podcast on your website. On about, the website,
1: right? yeah. There's a, that's, um, and then if you want to subscribe, any of your normal Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Spotify, all the all the usual suspects. Yeah.
0: Great. Well, you got a lot of people I know that have been listening today and and taking notes and learning from you uh, from the success you have. What kind of last pieces of advice would you give to those business owners or leaders out there? That may be struggling to build their business or lead their organization. What you know, one or two pieces of good tips would you give them?
1: I think it's always always listen and communicate, and mm. listen first and communicate second. Um, and if your team is is upset, find out why and don't and and actively listen and understand that their feelings are are legit and that they need to be addressed. I think so many times we sort of wait for things to change and we think, you know, eventually something will change, but in it, especially in a time like this, the only way is to start taking some chances and taking some risks and don't be afraid to make mistakes. Mistakes are that's how you succeed. I don't, I don't think anybody could succeed without making a mistake first.
0: Mm, Great, great words of wisdom. I could not agree more. I think uh, taking a risk, taking risks as you have, they pay off. You learn from them when they don't pay off. Um, you keep growing and keep going. And we're in a storm right now that ultimately we're going to get through. So we yep. keep positive about it. Thank so. you. This has been great. I appreciate Thank you, you. Uh, coming appreciate on to the, the show, Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. excellent. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get you back again sometime. I would love it. Good. All right. We've been here with Elizabeth Karen from Outlander Travel. Fantastic organization. Check her out. Check the organization out. Plan your next trip for next year, maybe 2022.
1: If you need to wait that long, absolutely. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Who knows? Plan a big one. So um, this has been terrific. Thank you for joining us on uh, Tomorrow's Leader. As always, make sure you subscribe, like, add comments below. Give us a review. I love those five-star reviews. Make sure you let us know what you think. And of course, as always, I love your suggestions on future guests as well as content